and I will waste not even a single second of this. Oh, I've already wasted three, four, five, six. You're spiraling. Seven. That is the sound <laughs> of an Arizona Golden Bear Light Lemonade. Strawberry Lemonade. Jack Nicholas. Uh, so I'm recording in the car, so this uh, is not something I'm going to be able to read. The uh, charity note on the side of the can. I'm Jesse from the internet, and I will drink some of this Arizona lemonade after introducing you to Addie from the internet. Hi, Addie. Hello. I'm drinking a Minute Maid uh, Agua Fresca hibiscus beverage because my 7-Eleven doesn't carry Arizonas, upsettingly enough. And this is this is pretty good. It's kind of like a it's a juice beverage, as it says. Um, it's doing the trick. I'm jealous of yours, though. We see that, and we see Jordan just going whole hog on a freaking half-gallon carton of juice. Love. That's some nature's nectar strawberry kiwi from from Aldi. Oh, love. Strawberry kiwi. Great choice. It's just, just, I don't don't live with anyone. It's easier to just drink it out of the bottle. The only thing I don't drink straight out of the bottle is milk, because I'm not going to drink a whole gallon of milk out of the gallon. I mean, you could. I could, but that would require me to, like, lift things. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, We now proceed to a land of mysterious beverages, all kinds of stuff. I think Five Alive is no longer there, but we are going to check in on the Canadian corner of the internet from whence we find... That's news uh, to me. Joey from Sicko's Committee. As far as I know, Five Alive's still around. You're, You're not from Canada. Did you just break heart... Yeah. Oh, you are from Canada, but Five Alive yeah, is still I was gonna around say, did there. You, did you break heartbreaking news to me? I'm I'm uh, secretly del- not even secretly. I'm outwardly delighted. I thought that Five Alive, um, as an avid reader, I, I guess my comprehension is um, is a little bit off. As an avid reader of the Five Alive Wikipedia page, to see if it will be returning to the United States, uh, not the best place to get your Five Alive updates. Let's see uh, what the Five Alive uh, page on Wikipedia says right now. And as as I call that up, uh, Addie has uh, noted that the Mets have won tonight as we record. So this is a happy this July nineteenth recording. <laughs> Happy my, July my notes 19th. have been thrown out the window. I, I asked my friend who's a Mets fan, because I'm going on a Mets podcast, and I said, can you give me any information about the Mets? Because I haven't really been following their season that much. And he said, they're bad. And that was all he told me. So. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's actually the perfect. That, that that was perfect all around for your friend to send that along. The, the Mets are bad. That's why this is a rare there we go. good night, you know. Well, Well, it is against one of the most incompetent teams in baseball. I mean, absolutely, but wins a win. And they love to lose to incompetent teams. Yeah, they've they've had a, a lot of that. So take those W's where you can get them, uh, including the W that Five Alive is indeed still available in Canada, um, as correctly reported by the person on this show who is actually in that country. Uh Starting in 1981, Five Alive was released in traditional juice box cartons alongside cans. By the 1990s, the beverages were no longer produced in the U.S. market. Five Alive continues limited production. Do you mean to smuggle you some? Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, 
Quite possibly. It's a delicious juice beverage that brings me back to my youth. Um, preferred it to the Minute Maid version of orange juice. And that is what we are here to talk about today. And every Will It's Pod episode is beverages and how much we like to drink them. Um, we're also here to talk about uh, the Vroom Vrooms, which also ties into beverages because uh, Red Bull. So Vroom Vroom, beep, beep. And I've gotten this notebook out because I have a, a game that we are going to play because um, we have to we, we have to help Jordan out here. Um, and although Jordan is going to participate in this game, um, this is uh, we, we got off maybe a little bit on the wrong foot when when we set Jordan down the Williams path. I've not gone back to the transcript of that episode. (laughs) Yeah. I listen, I Um, am at least in name only a Williams fan. I have a Williams hat, but you need to remember that my credits are, I am from the sickos committee. So my reasons for being a Williams fan may not may differ from other people's. For example, as someone from, uh, South, South Ontario, I was a big fan of Nick Latifi when I first started watching F1. And then I found out everything else about Nick Latifi uh, and his driving capabilities after I became a fan of Nick Latifi. That did not change my opinion, I will, I will say. I, I rooted so hard for him every week, and he made me money because I bet on him to score points last year in Japan, and he made me like 200 bucks off five. So Williams will always be good in my books. Was that the race where people voted him driver of the day and then Sky like wouldn't show that he no, won so that driver was Canada, of the day? And it was he finished 14th and they just it wasn't Sky. It was Formula One management just said, all right, he's not driver of the day. We'll just skip him. Second place got it. And I think it was Max. <laughs> no. Oh, that feels like the like heart of Latifi to he, me. <laughs> he didn't deserve then. I would have given it to him in Japan, though. He had a hell of a race. Here's here's my unironic Nick Latifi defense. Over the last two years, p- compared to his car, he was the greatest driver in changing conditions. Not wet, not dry, but he was the best when it was in that medium. There's numbers that back it up, and it sounds wild because he was... 20th out of 20 in wet and dry, but in the middle, he was really, really good. Wait, so where was he in the middle? Like, in changing conditions, was he like P... Every time he scored points in in Formula 1, and it was the Williams car that was not scoring points. This is the team that scored zero points for a whole season, and then two, and then four. So... Every time Nick Latifi scored points in his career, it was a race that started wet and got dry or started dry and got wet. And he would make up several spots. I remember there was a race last year in Changing Conditions where famously Mercedes switched to hard tires in a position where they had no right to. And they said the reason they did was because, did you see Latifi on hard tires? He passed like four cars. If he can do that, we can. No. And it turns out, only, and it turns Wait, out, only amazing. Latifi could manage the hard tires. Everyone else was struggling on them. Do you have any guess of like why that is? It's just a weird skill set, like because his he he wasn't an abs- He wasn't Nikita Mazepin. He wasn't a guy who just bought a seat that totally didn't serve it. 
Sure, he brought sponsorship to the team, and that's how he got his seat, but he still got second place in F2. So the only thing I can say is, like, just he had a weird skill set that didn't really match what everyone else was doing. It's always... uh, Those are always the the athletes in any sport, I feel like, who... Man, you you just want to see it work for them. Um, Like... And it's it's going to be frustrating way more than it's rewarding. But like, if you're a fan, like it's like Dan Vogelback. Like he's got a very specific skill that doesn't come into play a whole lot, and he's not that great with it. But when it works, oh man, is it delightful! So I I need I don't know how much uh in not insider but like in depth knowledge of formula one you guys are coming into but uh the thing with nick nicholas latifi is he went radio silent after last season when he uh when he got released and everyone's like oh is he gonna go to indycar is he gonna go drive le mans or something radio silent just popped up now saying like yeah i made a lot of money from f1 i'm just gonna go to college i heard that today isn't he going to like yeah. london business school <laughs> Because he very much could have went to IndyCar, ran the Indy 500, or ran Le Mans if he wanted to. He was just like, I've done F1 for the last three years. I'm good. I respect that so much. So, Jordan, now that we've sold you on a guy for your team who doesn't drive for your team anymore, how are you feeling about William? (laughs) (laughs) You're really, you're really. I, I will say there's a genuine me. argument for Williams now. It's not one that I particularly like, but it's a genuine argument. But with their two drivers, um, if you just like stories, uh, Alex Albon was this supposed wonderkind for Red Bull several years ago. He got promoted to the main Red Bull seat way too early, didn't do amazing, and then they just cut him. Like they didn't give him any time to grow into the seat. They just cut him right away. Ended up not having a seat for a couple years, then ended then bounced around into the Williams seat when George Russell got called up to Mercedes. Um, and then their other driver is Logan Sargent, the only American on the grid right now. I mean, there is the argument to be made there that that's a fun team to watch if you are an American. I okay. will be Okay, you're kind of selling Logan it Sargent. to me. You're- Alex Albon is selling it to me more than Logan Sargent is. I'm not. I'm not proud enough to be an American to like. Uh, Wait, you don't want to ro- vote uh, for the uh, the rich Floridian? Not as as a as a trans woman. No. <laughs> I, I think that's actually such a good opinion about Albon. I think like you could really love him as a driver. He's a very like sweet person. Um, he has like a very interesting story and he's a really good driver. And then there's also like, Joey, you probably know more about this. Please speak to it. Um, if I, if, you know, whatever you think of it, like I've also heard the argument that their team principal, whose name is escaping me is like a Toto Wolf devotee and like really has the, the like 
pot like he has a plan and people think he can like maybe pull it off to like actually turn Williams around. So their their team director is uh their team principal is J- James Vowles, who spent the last several years being the bearer of bad news to Valtteri Bottas because he was the head of strategy at Mercedes. And for the last several years, Mercedes' main job was getting Lewis Hamilton drivers championships, which means he would hop on the radio to Valtteri Bottas and go, slow down, slow down. We need to get Lewis in front of you. So that's where most oh, people God. knew him from. But behind the scenes, he was like a driving force behind several championships as far as strategy goes. So if he picked up how to build a race car while he was there, that would be a big bonus. <laughs> how to build a race car. An important part of Formula One. Uh, before we go further into leading Jordan down the Williams path, um, we will have time to talk about several teams during during this game. We can st- Start with Williams. Could start with anybody. Um, but what what we will do is we will go uh, start with uh, start with Joey as the guest, and we'll work our way around, and we'll go circle back. Uh, we will pick now eight of the ten teams uh, in F one in a little uh, in a little draft. That's the first round of our draft here. So, uh, Joey, if you'd like to to lead us off with the first pick, it. I was going to say, what what is the it, what so. is the category here? Am I Picking based off goodness, or am I picking based off good vibes? Because that's very different. And an F one team that we're we're basically going to eliminate here two teams from contention as far as who right. to root. Okay, for, so we're for our dear Jordan because I I could very well like make a competent case to Jordan for any of these teams. Like this is why you should root for them. Um, mm-hmm. I will say that. I think the team that has one of the stronger cases right now, I can see Jordan, correct me if I'm wrong, are you a Baltimore Royals are you a Baltimore Orioles fan? Don't get ahead of yourself though. That's that is where this game is going. <laughs> okay. So I think my first pick, not gonna get too ahead of myself, but my first pick as far as like a good contender there would be Aston Martin. Okay. Uh Addy, which uh an F one team you think is interesting? Um, I would say, um, uh, McLaren. Jordan, is there anyone that piques your interest? Oh God, I'm gonna. I guess I'll just I'll throw Williams into the ring because they're they're the one I've, I've. You've already said the other two that I was kind of paying attention to last time I watched a race. All right, I am going to say uh, Red Bull and Ferrari. We're going to circle back around and then go back to Jordan. Oh, God. I, I don't even know who the other ones are. <laughs> okay, you can, we can name pass a car, that. Name a car, name a car with one more car Maddie and one more. Chances are one of them will be there. <laughs> okay, this, is, so... this is the easy. We're, we'll just eliminate another team. We'll be down to seven teams. That's fine. Okay, so... Uh... Aston Martin, McLaren, Aston Martin, McLaren, Williams, Williams Ferrari, Ferrari, Red Bull. Red Bull. I'm gonna say AlphaTauri. Okay. So, I have I have two that I think should should not be eliminated. So, if I may take Jordan's pick for. Okay, so <laughs> Jordan selects Mercedes, and I will select Alfa Romeo. So we are 
saying goodbye to the Including other the American two teams, team. which are um, Haas. Yeah, we we want them just completely out. We talked about them last time and how they're just a, a, a festival of uh, both Formula One and NASCAR. Just uh, bleh. And then who's the other team that we knocked out here? Alpine. Somebody forgettable. Alpine. Oh, Alpine. Sorry to Alpine. I've, they uh, exist. Oh, well. Sorry, Esteban. Yeah. I mean, there is a case. There is a case. They're the Frenchest team that ever French. Are you interested it. in Frenchness? Then you got it. I do. I do like France. I, I'm not. I'm not anti-French. Oh, no. no the rules of the game. Rules of the game. <laughs> no, we're good. The rules we're of good. the game. The rules of yeah, the game. I, I won't. I won't retcon the game. I do like their guillotines. Uh, all right. Now, we each pick uh, baseball teams. And for this, we will start with uh, with Jordan. Oh, just any just, just any baseball team. I'll Good. pick the yeah, Orioles. Base, yes. Okay. There we go. And uh, over to Addy. No, I have to take the New York Metropolitans derogatorily. <laughs> And uh, Joey, I suppose I'll you. take the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay, uh, I will uh, serpentine my way down here for the back-to-back and take the Yankees and the Dodgers. Um. Okay, back over to Joey. Um. Give me the Mariners. Okay, and Addy. I never thought I would say this. I want the Diamondbacks. Cool. And uh, Jordan, back to you for the final team that we will be uh, baseballing with. Oh. Give me, give me the Angels. So, we have... Aston Martin, McLaren, Williams, Red Bull, Ferrari, AlphaTauri, Mercedes, Alfa Romeo. And for baseball teams, we have the Orioles, the Mets, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Mariners, the Diamondbacks, and the Angels. Here's where we get fun. Right off the bat, do any of these teams spark anything? For any of you, as far as matches go, are there any ones Angels that really go together? Mets. Oh, I was going to say Mets for Interesting. Okay. But I think Angels is a is an interesting case as well. Uh, can I can I make my both Ferrari red? Case? First of all, both red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, second of all, the Angels have had two amazing pieces for a few years now. And have done nothing with it. Because the rest of the team, organizationally, is just an absolute tire fire. Is there talent within the organization? Of course there is. Is that going to be organizationally suppressed in favor of maybe an owner's personal vision that isn't quite there? Yes, it is is going to be as well. Are they going to make baffling in-game decisions? Yes, they are. Are they going to make absolutely frustrating and disappointing decisions with their with their minor league talent 
Yes, they will. Looking at you, Callum Eilat. <laughs> so that would be my, my pitch for Ferrari being the Angels. And the one problem is it would be if the Angels, as they are now, had the same uh, historical clout as the Mets, I think would be more of more of a comparison. Even though they're more like the Yankees of as far as clout goes, in that you're not going to yeah. see a a Williams hat on the streets of South Korea. You will see a Ferrari hat. You're not going to see a Diamondbacks hat on the streets of South Korea. You will see a Ferrari hat. You will see a Yankees. You will see a Yankees yeah. hat too. Yeah, and it's like. I, so here's here's I think that's a really good case. Um, what I will say for the Mets is, and we've kind of talked about this on the show before, but Ferrari is having like a deeply Metsy year in that their window of opportunity has slammed shut, and now in the grieving process, everyone is just like trying to get second place, and the baffling strategy the insane in-game decision making the unbelievable like absolute disregard for like your own players feels very Mets under Wilpon and current Ferrari um that 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 would be my case for Ferrari I think I might have a better one for the Mets and you're not gonna like it I think it's Williams Honestly, I think it's fair. And I think here's the reason. Fair. Williams has been around a long, long time. Did you know that Williams has championships? Several of them? Yeah, they they yeah. have like a bunch of them, right? And isn't it around the time that the Mets... Is, isn't 80s it like and 80s? 90s, yes. I believe their last one was 99. 100%. Um, and they have shown flashes of glory recently, even though they've been kind of a laughingstock to the general population. Pastor Maldonado who was seen as just a guy who crashes and nothing else, won a race in a Williams in 2012. Uh, and the last couple of years, like we saw Nick Latifi score points in the rain. We saw Alex Albon with absolutely dramatic performances to score points in the midfield. We've seen George Russell, who might be a future world champion, might be, look really, really good in a very bad Williams car. Personal achievement over coming over and sh- and showing off within sort of an organizational group that tr- was really trying their best, but didn't quite have the juice. I, I think that's a very fair case. I, I will make a final case given that the Yankees are currently in sole possession of last place in the AL East for the first time since like 1990 something. 90. That, that 90 since 1990 exactly. the beginning of the 90s yes that's all there's also a case to be made that ferrari is the yankees like there's the obvious like brand power i, I like would have straight up said ferrari was the yankees, but i don't think they were in our group were they oh they are, they are. then yeah they are. Ferrari they being are. The yankees is definitely a, a close one too i i would say that the angels have be, with trout notani more of a case for right now, but historically, yes, I would say Ferrari's the Yankees. So if we're saying right. right now, it's the Angels. If we're saying all time, it's the Yankees. Let's, yeah. Let's stick with with right now because I think that that will help. You're you're getting if you're getting into the sport right now, you want to know what it is 
yep, fair. So I'd say right now, then recent history, then the then the distant history should. Um, although Jordan, it's also it's your fandom, so if you have any, uh, we're we're playing a game here, uh, you know, for for your have any of these struck you as in in your brief uh, F one out exposure? Um, any of these team combos? I feel like they fit from from the one race I've watched. The the Angels Ferrari com- comparison makes sense. I, to I me. will. This is also so generous of us to Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz to compare them to <laughs> Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. I do just want to acknowledge that because I was going to say which one is Otani and which one is Trout, and then I like laughed at myself. Although, like, <laughs> although from what I know about Max Verstappen, is he not? Show the Shohei Otani. I think he's no. I think so he's here, Mike Trout. Thing. First of all, Addy, you definitely <laughs> sold me on Ferrari being the Yankees. I've completely changed my mind there. Um, second, second okay, of all, um, I would say the the and we'll get into the Red Bull comparisons next. The thing with Red Bull is, I don't think Max Verstappen is the driving force behind their wins. Max Verstappen is generational and very very good, but I would say their what the driving force behind their wins is a guy named Adrian Newey. He's, he's the guy who built that car. <gasps> and the car's could, un-fucking you, real. Like, the car's crazy. You could put me in that car. You give me a week and to learn it, I'm winning a race. <laughs> well, we've talked about this on the podcast, too, but, like, I, I do find – I'm curious what you think of this, Joey. Maybe this can lead us into the Red Bull conversation comparisons. Um it, do you think Checo's going to keep his job? <laughs> Basically, is where I'm going. <laughs> if it were anyone but Red Bull, I'd say yes. Obviously, Red Bull, right? It, Red Bull with that is. second seat is the least patient of anyone on earth, and uh, we saw this. There's a reason Alex Albon's in a Williams right now. There's a reason Pierre Gasly's in an Alpine right now. Mm-hmm. There's a reason Carlos Sainz is in a Ferrari right now because Red Bull. There's a reason Daniel Ricardo. Well, Daniel Ricardo, they didn't cut, but there is the Daniel Ricardo. Also, a lot of the grid is former Red Bull drivers. It's because they gave up on them right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I always just, I do think the whole conversation is funny because he's the only. I've said this again on the podcast, but I it remains hilarious to me that Checo is the only other person who has won a race Hmm. this year. And that's the double-edged sword because obviously the car is so good and he can't get into Q3 of qualifying. But it's good enough to be the only other person who won a race. Like, it's it's a very funny dynamic that it sets up with that, that, that car specifically being so unreal and also they're saying it's going to be like two tenths faster in Hungary I don't know if there's a a direct baseball comparison between a team that well I mean kind of Tampa but they're not on our list a team that no matter who they have actually on the field as long as they keep that same management structure they'll be fine the Dodgers I that's what I was going to say too Jordan I think that one's settled, honestly. Yeah, I've been sitting here for the last five minutes thinking, yeah, the, the Dodgers are 100% what you're talking about here. Like, Justin Turner is in Boston right now. Um, 
not necessarily that's working out great, but like they will churn all of their dudes. Like if they, they would have let Kershaw walk, I think, you know, if, if he had not come back at like whatever price they felt was okay. Like if he had gotten like the monster offer, if he had gotten like the Grom offer from Texas, I think he'd be in Texas. I think he didn't want to leave LA. Um, that team is ruthless as shit and has all the money. And they don't and, and they and they and they win the National League every fucking year it feels like. Yeah, they certainly win the West every year except for one which they lost by one game. Like, come on. It's ridiculous. Um, I have another proposal. I think McLaren is the is the Orioles, especially like very literally right now of having I mean, A, they're both orange. B, um, the Orioles are like Jordan and I were talking about it when we got on before we were we were recording. The Orioles are great right now, and it's like young, fun Orioles players. And then the McLarens, it's like all of a sudden they're fast as shit, and it's Oscar and Lando like up there with Max, and everything is a little bit crazy. I feel like they're the yeah, Orioles. Yeah, th- that's definitely a. T- uh, a good comparison where the Orioles are up in the AL East and everyone's just kind of like, oh, 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 nice to see you back. Like, that's kind of the genuine, the genuine yeah. thought is, nice to see yeah. you back. But, it's like Lewis on the track being like, oh, wow, so yeah. fast. I, That's good. I don't know if mine's going to beat that, but what I had in mind for the Orioles was Aston Martin. And it's not, it it's not because of what's happening in 2023. It's because of Aston Martin has gone through so many changes in in their identity where you look back at where they were several years ago they actually had a whole different name they were uh they started out as force india then they became racing point then they became uh aston martin and what they had uh as one of their big traits for the longest time was they would stretch the budget really well and they would do do a lot with little and then lance and then uh, Lawrence Stroll walked in, gave a lot of money to people who were his favorite, signed his son, and then the team didn't do so great. And then now they're doing a lot better. They they brought in Fernando Alonso. Lance Stroll's looking like a, a pretty good talent right now. Um, but if you look at that sort of low, lower to higher sort of situation, that's where I thought w- with Aston Martin. But... You sold me on McLaren, especially with the fact that a lot of people are just like kind of happy that they're back, you know? Yeah, everyone's like, it's so fun. Like, you know, like I'm sure you guys saw that, you know, the image after qualifying at Silverstone where Max gets out of the car and like sees it's the two McLarens behind him and is like, ah! <laughs> and I think that's how everyone feels about the Orioles. Do you feel like Jordan? You you live in Baltimore. You like the Orioles. How how is how do both of our cases read to you? Honestly, honestly, I'm you know that that's that's reading real well to me, and I'm I do love I do love the Orioles, and I do love the color orange. So you're you might be selling me on McLaren here. Okay, Joey, I would love to know. Uh, um, 
your your thoughts on the McLaren boys because I I feel like this could actually be an interesting place for for Jordan to go. I think that they're very fun and I think that they're very talented and I think that they're. A I will very say funny at the start pair. of this year, I was absolutely rooting on their downfall. I I I was not a big Lando Norris fan, and uh, Oscar Piastri just based off all the contract stuff that happened last year, he you kind of just kind of wanted him to lose, especially because he was tied to Mark Webber. But I will say as sure, the season sure. has gone and as they've improved, I've been like, okay, McLaren. Okay. I see what you got cooking here. This could be something. They, they've, they've definitely won totally me over agree. from at the start of the year where I was just like, I hope they finish last every race. Also, Zach, Zach Brown's definitely a personality. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, Zach Brown is definitely a personality. You're not alone in that take. Britt, our fellow co-host who's also big into F1, has been our personal guide through it as uh, Willis Penn family. Um, said something very similar last week. Um, and I-, I do think it's like a bit begrudging. Like it was, I-, I feel like I've settled into it now. It's been almost two weeks, but like, it, it was like I, I got to talking to Brit and I was like, oh, like, I think I'm I think I'm becoming a, a McLaren girly. <laughs> I, I will say I don't really know what to do with Alphatari. Still... I think they're the Diamondbacks. <laughs> so the thing, I think, I think if you be. don't know, Alphatari is literally Red Bull's minor league team. And yet they still race on the same track as everyone else on F1. But they're just Red Bull's minor league team. There have been times where they finished ahead of the Red Bull. Uh, Pierre Gasly won a race in an AlphaTauri. Uh, Sebastian Vettel's first ever win was was in what was then called a Toro Rosso, but is the AlphaTauri. Uh, so, Toro oh, Rosso. The Diamondbacks won in two thousand one. Um. You know, they have their flashpoints, but mostly they're like a very forgotten little brother team of. Of big boy teams. I like it. Mm. So the team, the uh, we we've not yet gotten to Alfa Romeo, Mercedes, or oh, we were split on Aston Martin. I the Orioles. I've relinquished that. The McLaren argument definitely won me over. Okay, so let's let's go Aston Martin. The teams that we have here remaining are either the Angels. Well, did we decide the Mets or Williams? We did let's decide recap the Mets. who's up the board here. Okay, I think that the Mets are Williams. Joey got me on that. Okay, uh, then the Yankees or Angels for Ferrari. So we can say the Yankees and Angels are both still in play, as are no. I I the think that Mariners we said the, and Blue we said Jays. that the rule. The rule was that current takes precedent and then recent term. I feel like it's Angels Ferrari. That was a very Angels good Angels Ferrari. Okay. Angels Ferrari, Mets Williams, Dodgers Red Bull, McLaren so, Orioles, Diamondback, Arizona yes. AlphaTauri. So I... And that leaves us with... I, I was going to say, ahead. I think I spotted one. If the, if the Angels are Ferrari... Then reputationally, the Yankees are Mercedes, and 
It's more reputational yep. than anything else because Mercedes isn't going to be a car that's going to win races this year unless some real fluky stuff happens. But they still have all the money and they're an absolute machine. Um, they have the best driver money can buy. That sentence said intentionally. And uh, they just they wear all black. They're the evil empire. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I think uh, we were, Addy and Britt and I were talking earlier um, about uh, Toto Wolf and like how if he worked for anybody but Mercedes, it would be like so much easier to really enjoy him. But like he works for them and like that's Aaron Judge too. And I will say, um, as someone who likes. Or or Lewis is Aaron Judge. As someone who likes Mercedes, that, like, this is yeah. tough for me to say, but it it's it's just it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, and and this season for Mercedes, it's, a, it's not what you want. It's not what you want, and um, but it is also really totally fair for the Yankees this year too. Like again, they're in last place. It's going to be a fluky thing for them to win the East. Um. They have all the money. They have all the reputation. Like, no one really cares when Mercedes and the Yankees are losing. It's like, well, whatever. Like, they're they're the Yankees. Yeah, no one's ever going to feel sorry for a Mercedes fan. And no one's ever going to feel sorry for a Yankees Yeah. Uh, yeah, 100%. And Jordan's not going to be a fan of either one of them. Yeah. It is like, uh, you know, I, I am on record as loving Lewis Hamilton. I like want to be his friend. Um, I want to hear his motivational speeches all the time. Um, and obviously Toto Wolf is sexy and we all want to root for him. Um, I do hate oh, yeah. George Russell though. <laughs> the is, is George Russell Dos- Josh Donaldson if, if Mercedes is the Yankees? Here's the thing about George Russell is he does have a yeah, very he's, punishable he's face. extremely posh. And uh, he's a he complains a lot, and he's a little. Uh, what 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 are, what are, what have we been calling him on the Twitter? He's he's the little prince boy, something like that. He also is like constantly involved in racing incidents. It's like not only is he this like posh asshole who like acts like he's better than everyone, he's like constantly smacking people with his car. So so Josh Donaldson. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's really fair. <laughs> fuck them and fuck him. Uh, that brings us to uh, our last two. We've got Aston Martin and Alfa Romeo uh, to be the Blue Jays and Mariners. Um, to me, I think Aston Martin with Fernando Alonso is um, is the Blue Jays kind of getting more... Um, you know, back to back into the mix. Um, you know, after a, a, a little bit of downtime there, I don't know. I, I thought um, for a th- I have no real feeling about Alfa Romeo. I, I mean, about um, so the yeah, about the Alfa thought Romeo, on the uh, the 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 Aston Martin Blue Jays connection is that Aston Martin has changed identities a lot, as I mentioned earlier. Another thing is. Lance Stroll, the only Canadian driver on the grid right now. His dad, Lawrence Stroll, owns the team. Also oh my Canadian. God. And That's the so thing true. is, they 
I will compare Lawrence Stroll briefly to Rogers, the corporation, in that uh, what Lawrence Stroll wants is going to go, even if it doesn't make the most sense for the team. Racing Point was a great identity that they, they had a pink car, they had a striking logo, they were racing only, and then they switched to Aston Martin for corporate synergy, like the Toronto Blue Jays wearing red other than Canada Day, because it matches Rogers, Rogers Corporation. So that would that would be the thought there. Here's the here's the thing with Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo is not going to exist after this year. They will become Sauber, and Sauber is just a temporary name until they become Audi in 2026. So there, it's my friend uh, who was a big Ferrari fan is becoming an Alfa Romeo fan right now because he wants to be a part of that journey that that rebuild from Alfa Romeo to Sauber to Audi because Audi's going to funnel in a ton of money when they come in. So there's going to be two years where the people behind just the racing are going to be in Sauber, trying to build a team up to where they can finally start splurging on talent in 2026. So Would that that make them the A's? There's a thought. It's it's much much less sadder than the A's. There's no Alfa Romeo diehards who aren't going to be Sauber fans, I don't think, unless you're Italian. Well, and one of the other interesting things for your friend going on this journey is that I have, um, I heard a rumor, I heard a rumor, I said that like someone told me, I learned on the internet today about a rumor that Carlos Sainz might go to Audi, um, and Britt, when we recorded last, also made a case that she feels like Charles could go to Audi. Both of their contracts end in two years, so that could line up quite well. I don't imagine both of them going there, but for your Ferrari fan friend, yep. that could kind of be interesting to then return. There's a also the thought that I think Audi's going to bring Mick Schumacher back from the grave because uh, he's a German driver. He's a great name, and Audi's not getting in this to w- just to win races. They're getting into this to sell cars, so. I could see a Leclerc or Sainz paired with a Schumacher in that Audi in, in a couple of years if they are going to splurge that money on it. Yeah, they could sell cars. They could definitely sell cars. <laughs> I am fascinated by this vision of the future. I'd like to add that just for the present, uh, for the case of Alfa Romeo being the Mariners, uh, which would then confirm Aston Martin, uh, like Russell Martin, Blue Jays, um, that Alfa Romeo has our buddy Valtteri Bottas, Terry oh, Bottas, and is there a more big dumper in all of F one than Terry Bottas? Allegedly, allegedly Sergio Perez has so one, true. but he just doesn't show it off. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why he can't be, because Big Dumper is a mindset. You got to be like Cal Raleigh and embrace that shit. I'd love to see it. Big Dumper. All right, so what was our list again? Okay, so I think we've got Angels Ferrari, Mets Williams, Dodgers Red Bull, Orioles McLaren, Diamondbacks Alphatari, Yankees Mercedes, Blue Jays Aston Martin, Mariners Alfa Romeo, um, 
as as we've gone through that has this helped your thought process jordan um in any way um such as mercedes is definitely out <laughs> yeah no i it definitely has helped my thought process because it's like it's like i liked okay i liked watching you know williams on uh on on last sunday two sundays ago but only for the like oh what are they gonna you know what what are they gonna do kind of thing and we, we said the angels are williams right we said the angels are ferrari and the mets are williams oh n- never mind um but if it, you know th- I, I liked watching them as an aside but i liked the fact that you know mclaren was like kind of you know, doing well. Like I like how the Orioles are doing well and I'm keeping up with them because they're good. And so I, I would like to, I would like to at least start with a good team. So I, I, I'm thinking McLaren. Let us just be clear that like, I don't, I don't know about you, Joey and Chessie, but like, I'm not convinced that McLaren is a good team. <laughs> Like I think that the car up like the car seems pretty good. I think that Lando and Oscar seem pretty good, but McLaren is notoriously a roller coaster ride, right? Yeah. I will go ahead, Jesse. Oh, I, I just need to say I will by by the time we're done with Jordan, I will be the least knowledgeable F one person on this show because I will continue to enjoy it and like really be into watching it and consuming it. But I can tell that my absorption of stuff is, is just not going to be there the way that it is for, for Jordan, who's a young sponge of, of this kind of stuff. And uh, I, I look forward to when I am a mere spectator to, to the greatness of all of the rest of us chatting about this. I like no. that we've completely no. taken away any agency that Jordan has in this like experience where like you can pick your team. You don't get to pick if you like F1. You don't get to pick how you're going to spend your weekends from now on. But you you're allowed to pick your team. That's okay. I used to work <laughs> at a I was under the impression that this was of free will. That, that you mean, were enjoying this and into it. It's you know, you know, being on on two podcasts where I was, you know, kind of not not Kick, no, them, gonna, kick the uh, camera over out of protest. <laughs> no, I mean, I chose to be on the podcast knowing what the, the topic was. So I, I will say I used to work at a sports so media I, company and I was not into F1, but I started working there. And during my training shift, when I was just getting settled into the office, uh, the guy who was training me just walks over and goes, yeah, you're going to need to watch Drive to Survive like tonight if you're going to want to fit in here. So I, I did, and I got hooked. I, I love that. And I, I feel like, yes, we are we are sort of revoking a bit of Jordan's agency here. Um, <laughs> but in, in the name of being like, no, come on. Like, you got to come to this to, to this amusement park with us. Um, like, even if you don't want to go on the roller coaster, there's going to be something for you that you're going to love the shit out of. If it's the Ferris wheel or if it's, you know, popping darts, um, or, or just, you know, having a, 
having a, a milkshake and watching kids throw up all over the place. Um, which or think, that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it really is. It is such a fun sport. Like it, it is very fun to me. Obviously, Joey, your friend was right. The Mets are bad. And last year on this podcast, we were like really living every day with the Mets. And we love ourselves. So we have not really done that <laughs> this summer. No, we've and done more Ferrari podcasts. <laughs> so instead, we've been talking about an organization of very high regard. <laughs> but it is, it is like... I do think that there's something about it that um, where like I live and die with the Mets every day and like I don't give a shit what happens to the Yankees. But I love that in F1, you kind of give a shit about what happens to yeah, every it's, team. Yeah, it's a sport you definitely have to be and... in the right mindset for because especially right now in 2023, if you're the kind of person yeah. who is going to go in and watch the battle for the leaders, come back next year, go watch NASCAR. Because Red Bull's going to win every race unless something absolutely cataclysmic <laughs> happens. Verstappen could go out there with no wings on his car and he's going to win that race. But if you're the kind of person who likes to watch the whole grid, likes to pick a favorite and stick with them and see how they do. If you're the kind of person who likes to see what the bottom feeder teams do when they're battling each other. This is the sport for you right now. Because it's an absolute dogfight after you get to second place. And the boys are That sexy. is true. Pierre Gasly on Drive to Survive did help me get into this. <laughs> I do love me a good sexy boy. Well, then you should look okay. at this little team Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but okay, if if McLaren is 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 the Orioles and I'm going to pick McLaren, which of them is Adley Rutschman? Which one of them is my pretty baby boy? I, think I was going to say Oscar. Lando. Okay, make so, your case, please. Ma- no, I, I, right. I'm fully willing to lose this argument here. But my thought with, is that Lando is, uh, he's been around for, for a bit longer. I think we're in prime Lando. I don't think we're getting to prime Lando. Uh, I, I know fair. we like to joke about sweet baby Lando, but that's just because he, he kind of looks an axiom. Yeah. He just looks like a baby. And also he's the uglier yeah. of the two, so continue. <laughs> he is, and I'm glad somebody said it. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. Like, I think Oscar is cute, but I think, I, I'll be honest, I like Manda's little goatee. I think it's hot. I'll say it. <laughs> okay, I, I, I've got to make this decision now. i got to look up. I, gotta see some I, I will say, I, like... These... No, it, no, no. Oscar Piastri is definitely, definitely Adley Rutschman on first, on first. <laughs> okay, done. I, I will, I will at least add to the I'm conversation fair. that McLaren is not in the top in the top five as far as hottest drivers. That is just. I completely agree. Let's talk. Let let's let's go there. I think this is a valuable piece of conversation. I will say it, and I will say it with my chest. Ferrari is the hottest fucking team, and I'm not even a Charlehead. I would go to the ends of the earth for Carlos Sainz. When he gets out of the car and, like, shakes his hair, I feel like I can't Ferrari <laughs> is, is on the podium for sure, I think. I think we're really not Here, – here's the thing. Alpine, those two, those two motherfuckers, they dress I mean, so sexy. good. 
Like, okay. Also, we do have to talk about how, if we're gonna talk about it, we have to talk about how Pierre Gasly got. They said, "What nickname? Do you know about this, Joey?" They said, "What is your nickname?" I don't. He said his nickname is Tripod. So, I would like to reiterate that. I think Alpine is really punching above their weight here as far as attractiveness to car quality. I'm going to get Why is evidence that of nickname? this. I'm going to get evidence of this. Uh, okay. I don't know how to get you evidence yeah, of this. There's just so many people talking about it. There was someone I followed on Twitter. I... I... There was someone I followed on Twitter for a while. I don't know if they still post, but I distinctly remember their their handle was Gay for Gasly. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> this is from this. I just sent everyone an article from EssentiallySports.com. I've never heard of this outlet in my life, um, but I trust it with my whole soul. The... Um, Headline of the story is, quote-unquote, Wizard Pierre Gasly's latest dump leads fans to decode his tripod story as GF Kika loves the F1 break vibes. Um, scrolling through this story, um, th- it's a photo of him walking with his girlfriend, and the story says, In this photo, Gasly looks ready to be gearing up for a sport far more dangerous than Formula One. A sport that features a similar high-speed thrill and dangers to one's life, all in an attempt to conquer the ultimate goal. The fourth photo of the carousel that Gasly posted. The photo features him with a broom between his legs. The traditional green broom reminded fans of the popular fiction book and novice franchise Harry Potter. The broom and the way it's stuck between Gasly's legs makes fans decode his tripod nickname theory. Um, so I don't know if these people are making a case for the dick, but that's where the dick theory comes from. Many people believe that it is about a giant dick. I mean, usually when you say something, a a man is a tripod, it means they've got a giant hog. Exactly. So that's the Alpine case. Maybe that's why Alpine's not doing so well. It's an aerodynamics issue. Well, okay, actually, um, Esteban Ocon... lay down the car more. Downforce. Well... Okay, Esteban Ocon is the tallest driver on the grid. They do, like, literally have aerodynamic issues. He apparently said, this was in Silverstone, I can try to look it up, but he said that, like, the way that his elbow sits in the car, because he's taller than a lot of the other drivers, it, like, sits a little differently and, like, takes the force of driving worse, and that he can, like, literally feel... The, sorry if this is so gross to say on the podcast. He can, like, feel the skin ripping off of his elbow as he's, like, driving. So they really do seem to have some, like, bodily problems over there. Yeah, he's the tallest now. I think Latifi was the tallest, or maybe they were the same height. Uh, and I want to say, like, we're not talking about, like, a huge driver here. Esteban Ocon is 6'1". So, and... He- yeah, that's yeah. a normal size. It's just person. every other driver is very short. Um. Okay. So let's let's complete our podium of sexiness. Obviously, we can agree I, can I suggest it. a dark horse, and I don't know if they're there. I don't know if they're there, but I think yeah. they're contending. Yeah. Alfa Romeo, and here, 
And here's okay, one. they were sexy. Ganyu Joe is traditionally very sexy. Valtteri Bottas looks. I just want to cuddle with him. He looks so welcoming. Jordan, are you familiar with Valtteri Bottas posting he does his post ass, ass on, the on the internet? That is, I am not. He posts ass on the internet, like more than once. One, Hang on, one point <laughs> this is he, very important. While while you look, printed out a giant picture of his ass and while, while you're looking Lewis for Hamilton that. during the during a secret Santa. That's quality. I I feel like your uh, snuggle bear slash hot one combo um, can also be found at AlphaTauri now with Huggable Yuki. Huggable Yuki. And we love I was going to say Yuki because that's my, my dog's name is Yuppie. Uh, also Huggable. But Huggable Yuki and uh, Stone Cold Sexy Danny Rick. I mean, Stone Cold Sexy. Okay, Valtteri's hot. Valtteri has a mullet now. Yeah, he's sexy. I mean, he can be hot, but he does, that doesn't mean I think he's it, got a good ass. I think it's the pure okay. novelty of a professional Terry? athlete posting ass on Instagram. I think that's... I completely agree. And that's one of the things that makes F1 perfect. F1, like... Oh, is you're like yeah of course like Valtteri's posting ass on main again like what other sport can even contend and not imagine imagine if like Pete Alonso posted ass <laughs> I mean I I remember I mean, when ESP I don't know if they still do but the body issue and we we would get we would get some tasteful ass every I, now and then Prince Fielder is seared into my brain it's true. Yes. I was gonna say Giancarlo Stanton's is seared into is is seared into my brain. I didn't necessarily mean it in a good way, but it is seared into my brain. I meant it oh, yeah. in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Complimentary. Not bad, just memorable. All right. So, um, are you gonna cheer for McLaren this weekend, Jordan? That's where where you're landing. I'm I'm I'm, I'm leaning McLaren. I think I'm thinking McLaren. So. I'm very interested for this race. It's notoriously a a very difficult track to overtake on. So qualifying is going to oh, be very important. Oh, you want important. to know something about qualifying? They're testing a new qualifying format this weekend. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. The tire, uh, the different tires. And I will say, I think this qualifying format does really favor McLaren. Okay, say, so say a little more. This season, we mentioned the, the hard tires thing uh, from earlier in the show McLaren is has been McLaren and Williams although Williams a lot less so have been basically the only two cars on the grid that have been able to get the most out of the hard tires even Red Bull has kind of struggled with the hard tires they usually opt not to do with them not to even use them the new qualifying format is for the first round you can only use hard tires second round you can only use medium tires the third round you can only use soft tires I think we can short of any crashes or uh, impeding, you can basically guarantee the McLarens are both going into Q2. Also, if you are if you just want to root for the American, this is going to be Logan Sargent's best chance to get into Q2 basically since the start of the year. I said um, last week, Joey, that my hot take is that there's going to be a race before the end of the season 
that Logan Sargent wins driver of the day, and rightly so. If he so. wins points in Austin or Vegas, I think he's got it locked. Yeah. Driver of the day. 100% I agree. Absolutely. P10 in yeah. Austin? Signs don't delivered. Which is, it, 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 when we when we go to Austin, it, we're going to, like, we're, we're going to show any novices, okay, here's 20 drivers on the grid. Which one is the American one? 19 of them are going to say Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> the other one is not going to say Logan yeah. Sargent. My man, it, until you hear him talk, you're like, Dutch. It is so funny to hear him talk. Like, um, I – my Instagram algorithm is essentially just F1 fan cams. Um, so I see a lot of content of these gentlemen. Um, and it makes me an expert on the sport. And um, – and I was I'm like scrolling through Instagram this morning, and it's one of those like compilation videos. I think that they were asking them if they've ever peed yes. in the car, um, and you know, so they're all like being like, "Oh no, I've never peed in the car," you know, and it's just like a a beautiful parade of European accents. And then they get to Logan Sargent, and he's like, "Um, no, I no, I've never peed in the car," and it like literally startled me. I was like, "I, I like it like, is so weird to hear him among the other can drivers." I, can I say something about that video? Because something stuck with me about that video, and it was Yuki's answer. <laughs> Yuki goes, "Yes, yes." I mean, no. Wait, yes, no, no. <laughs> he kept going yeah. while racing. Yeah, while racing. <laughs> We need a we needed an investigation to figure out what the hell he's talking about. Right. He said, he said yes. So, oh, you um, mean while racing? No. What what do you mean? What do you mean, Yuki? <laughs> I know. Well, yes. That means yes. That means yes. Um so I told Britt and Jesse this. I discovered it after we recorded our last show. Um Joey and Jordan, I hope I'm not the one breaking this news to you. Well, Jordan, I definitely am, and I'm sorry for it. Do you guys, Joey, do you know what time the Las Vegas Grand Prix begins? They're making it a night race, so I don't know the exact time, but I think it's like midnight. Yeah, it's 1 a.m. Eastern on Sunday morning. Because they want it to be a night race in Vegas, so it's going to be late. It's literally it's gonna it starts at 10 p.m. local time in Las Vegas. That's in the fall. Like who's gonna? Like, I guess it's Vegas. No like, who's gonna watch that? Yeah. Like, it's Vegas. Is it at least on in a- November? Yeah. So <laughs> thankfully, thankfully on the East Coast, it will be Saturday night going into Sunday morning. Okay, so it's not it's not Sunday going. It's into not Monday. Sunday they into Monday, back. which would be what, what I'm gonna so be bad. It's what I'm going to be interested in, the, in that race, though, is so how the F1 schedule works in Singapore, which is going to be the closest comparison because that's where they also uh, emphasize it being a night race. Free practice one and three take place in the afternoon when it is scorching hot. And in Vegas on black slick tires, I would not be surprised if a car if, if tires just start melting to the track. Oh my god. I mean, it'll be November, but that's still horrible in Vegas. I think th- what I read was that the November November is the coldest month of the year in Vegas. So, it's going to be you know, if if it's normal, 
you know, around 85, 90 during the day, but that's still 85, 90 is hot. And if it's uh, hotter than normal, you're really getting nuts. So that'll be fun. Um, I did also see a tweet this week that was like, no one is prepared for Martin Brundle doing the grit walk in Vegas. <laughs> Mar- so should we, should we introduce Mar- the concept of the Martin Brundle grid walk? Yeah, I think I, Jordan wasn't on when we talked about it. So I think it would be really great if you could. So I actually, and, and Jordan, you did not happen to get to see this before the last race. I don't think I, so. You would, I actually you would got to do this had. once at a local short track. <laughs> and I just completely fit in as many Brundleisms as I could as I was doing it. So Martin Brundle is, uh, <laughs> is a reporter for Sky. And ESPN just uses the Sky broadcast. So he'll be on the ESPN broadcast as well. And what he does is, before the race, when all the cars are lined up on the grid, a bunch of celebrities are walking down the grid as well, and assorted F1 personnel, like fans who pay extra for a ticket, whatever. And what they do is they make fascinating television. They give Martin Brundle, this old former British racer, and a cameraman and a microphone, and he just wanders around the grid grabbing anyone to interview them. And they often loudly refuse the interview, and then he yells at them. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay 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 uh i one of my favorites this year was he went up to uh jackie stewart who's uh i think he's scottish he's a racing legend and brad pitt is standing a- across the across the track roped off from everyone because earlier in the year he tried to interview brad pitt and got chased away by security so we but jackie stewart is in because he's a uh a consultant on his movie is within the roped area uh, with Brad Pitt. So he goes over to Brad Pitt and, or he goes over to Jackie Stewart and goes, Hey, can you, can you go get him for me? He doesn't want to interview with me. And Jackie Stewart in full tartan and a tiny little, and a tiny little cap runs under the rope and chases Brad Pitt down and brings him back. And Brad Pitt is clearly very annoyed the entire time. <laughs> so I have one other vroom vroom topic that I need to discuss because um, I come on this podcast every week and every week I feel different about Max Verstappen. Sometimes I – like two weeks ago, I came on and I was like, here's my issue of the week and it is you're allowed to hate Max Verstappen. He sucks. It's annoying. He's annoying. Hating Max Verstappen is okay. And here I am this week being like – Okay, I actually love Max Verstappen again because Joey, did you see the uh, sim race in- incident that he got I did, in himself into? And before into? we get into it the, in detail, I just want to say the commentary on it so good. <laughs> I I have done some iRacing commentary in the past, and these guys absolutely killed it. Um, that is a hundred percent true. Um, I. Uh, Jordan, basically, Joey, Jesse, correct me if I get any of these details wrong. Okay, first of all, Max Verstappen is, as we've said, generational talent in an amazing car. And he is bored as fuck. He is so fucking bored. And all he wants to do is play FIFA. He was, a couple years ago, the 21st best FIFA player in the whole world, which is insane. Like, imagine if he wasn't wasting all this time as an F1 driver. Like, how good this man could be at FIFA. And he is also, like, really into sim racing. He's, like, 
he like sim races like somewhat seriously. And I work with this dude who's like a semi-pro sim racer. I like sent him the thing about Max and he was like, oh yeah, like he's like one of the only drivers who like truly cares to be good at the sim Can stuff, I, which I, I thought was a great thing about Max to that say. I think a lot of people don't know. His, his, main, his main account on iRacing is public. And do you know what class of car, not Formula One cars, do you know what class of cars he races the most? NASCAR trucks. What? Oh my god, I love no. I love that so much. That makes me love him even that makes me love him even so the thing more. About is he's got okay, the, Joey. He's got the kind of brain that you really focus on one thing. And so what he does after a whole day of driving a race car or simulating a race car at the factory is he goes home and continues <laughs> simulating race cars. In fact, he owns a simulated race car team called Redline Motorsports that That's who he was yeah, driving with owns, with this race, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. So, okay, Joey, honestly, you please explain what 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 he did okay, in that so, race, Jordan. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy, the other guy, but there was a, another racer that All I remember okay, is his Sven. name is Sven. So, he was battling with uh, another racer on in a simulated race and it was a big enough simulated race that it had commentary and scoreboards and everything. So, he and he and Sven go into a turn Max and him make contact, and Sven is pushed off the track. The commentators say they think it's a glitch in the moment. Like, they think there's something wrong with the mapping, and that's why Max punted the guy. Sven obviously doesn't know that, and what he saw was Max Verstappen shove him into the gravel. So what he does is he catches up, catches up, catches up, and then he just gives Max a little tap as he's going by, and that spins Max's sim car out and takes out a bunch of his teammates. And Sven drives off, and then... A lap later, we see Max catching up, and then he completely cuts three corners. And the commentator goes, Max is about to send a message, and his color commentator goes, what do you mean? He goes, just wait, you'll see. And he cuts three corners, catch up to Sven, and just absolutely smashes him off the track and over a barrier. And then he gets banned from the race. I literally love him so much for it. He like, went NASCAR mode. He went straight up NASCAR I mode. I love... That is not... I mean... As someone who used to watch NASCAR, I, I, I knew immediately when you said when you said the that he spun him out. I'm like, that is, that is exactly what's coming. Well, and it's... I don't want to say it's too bad. Like, obviously, like... It is too bad. Like... He's so good and he's so fast and the Red Bull is so great that he is never really like truly battling anyone. Like Lando Norris was ahead of him for like six seconds and he overtook him so easily. And that like the the, the last time before that that he wasn't in the lead was because he pitted and Charles was in the lead for like three seconds and then Max was back. And so you never really like we aren't really seeing him this season have to like battle and i think it makes it seem like he's like such a clean driver because he can be because he's yeah, 20 say seconds ahead of everyone have, uh, different opinions about that statement well right that's the thing i'm saying yeah, like literally exactly. this moment right like it's like people like you can be like oh you know sorry i thought i just muted myself on my microphone i don't know what i did anyway but like that that moment in that sim race like that's the heart and soul of Max Verstappen. Like that's who yeah, he is. Uh, I I've often said that we 
I've changed my mind on this recently. We are living in a simulation, and the simulation is Max Verstappen in real life playing F-123 on easy mode. <laughs> that is the simulation we are living in. Uh, that, that, that's, that's a fair statement, but that's, that's, my boyfriend made a similar comment after Messi won the World Cup. He was just like, Messi is, Lionel Messi is the main character of this simulation that's being run right now. (laughs) That's fine. I just, I hope to see Max do a side quest to Talladega Super Speedway. I I could see him doing 24 hours of Daytona. I need my life. Yeah, I think he would love that. Um, Joey, I will ask you a question that I, I I have posed on this podcast many a time before, and we've gotten it wrong before <laughs> um, multiple times. If there is one race this year that you think Red Bull will not win, what race is it and why? So it's tough because it needs to be a track that favors one one type of car well that's also not the Red Bull. And unfortunately, the Red Bull is being copied by everyone right now. Like, if we if we said at the start of the year, I could go like, ah, maybe Mercedes with their slimmer car could win in Monza, or but they're, they're copying the Red Bull now. I still think if there's one, there, there's two that I think could catch them out. One is Monza, Italy, because... It's a it's the kind of track that you really need to set your car up for. You can't bring the same type of car, the same like modifications to Monza that you had in Netherlands the week before. So you've really got to dial it in for Monza. And if Red Bull gets it slightly wrong, maybe they could they'd be caught out, and someone could, especially with the long straights at Monza, someone could catch them. The other one that catches my eye is Japan, because. Uh, Japan's such a technical circuit that, and this is what we're hoping for at this point, Japan's the type of track where if you make one mistake, you might be out of the race. That in Saudi Arabia. But Japan, I would say, is more likely because uh, I think there's more more teams that are set up better for Japan than they are any other track. I could see the Williams doing well in Japan. Uh, not, they're not going to win a race, but I could see the Williams doing well in Japan. And then you look at cars that have a similar design philosophy to the Williams. You look at the Aston Martin. You look at the Haas. You look at the uh, Alfa Romeo. Out of those, I think only Aston Martin's going to challenge for a win at any point this year, if at all. So that would be another one to watch for is Japan. I think Japan uh, was Brit's prediction as well. Well, Brit's prediction originally was... um, It it came and went. I don't remember what it was, but... (laughs) But it was, uh, no, no one else won it. <laughs> I will say, I, I don't know if I, oh, go ahead, Jesse. There's, I, I think that there's the, the other possibility that's at any track, um, which is the, the old Frederick Tatum. Um, you know, the, the catastrophic heart defect has failed Tatum moments before he could enter the ring. Just like, Something happens, maybe not even during the race. Like, maybe it's a, a thing that happens in qualifying that, like, Max and Checo both get wrecked in Q1 and don't make it to Q2. And then it is it is a course where passing is difficult. 
or some some kind of fuck up befalls them that you simply cannot see the act of God bolt of lightning, um, I, I which will does say, not give you any I will track. Say I've had think, a, except that, that my guess. I've had a vision on this. Oh, go ahead. Uh, as to how a team could could manufacture this, I'm going to look at Aston Martin right now. They're a team that, if Red Bull goes one two, you could very easily see Aston Martin three four, right? So what I would, what I think your race strategy for Aston Martin in that situation is, and let's just throw a race of the hat here. Let's say it's Qatar because Qatar has a long straightaway into turn one. So what you do is you take Lance Stroll and you go, son, you've had a fantastic year so far. Here's your race strategy. You're going to punt Max Verstappen into the wall in turn one. (laughs) And you know that Lance would be like, yes, daddy. And then I think in the two cars they have right now, if, Anyone's going to win a drag race against the Red Bull. It's going to be Fernando in that Aston Martin against the Red Bull driven by Checo. Yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a good case. Um, Jesse, I, I have been having the vibe that you're talking about. Like, and I, I feel like we've had a number of these races kind of teeter on the edge of something really fucking weird happening. Like, uh, I think it might have been in Canada when Max almost, like, went off the curb. He, like, come, he like yeah. bounced off the curb and then was like, ha I almost threw myself off the course. <laughs> like, uh-huh, it, I crashed yeah. into the pit road, yeah, last week. Yeah, last like, week. ha-ha, like, like, oops, my wing fell off. Like, and then we've had a lot of like rain, will it rain, won't it rain, is the rain coming where it's like felt like it's like suddenly going to start raining. There was the moment like, you know, I mean, Alonso probably could have won in Monaco if he didn't have to do back-to-back tire changes. I, well, the instant you're talking about was in Australia and I remember uh, it was – Oh, I thought it happened oh, in yeah. Monaco too. Meant, he like put on the – he, like, they, he went to go get the, the – um, and I remember uh, Jordan from the Sickos Committee uh, said that uh, it, what it reminded him is when you're driving on a on a highway late at night and you start you start to fall asleep, so you drive on the rumble strips a little bit. That was that was what it felt like Max was doing, just keep himself from being too <laughs> bored to race anymore. All right, let's let's bring it back to the Sickos and and we'll get out of here because uh, I. Need to go to the I, I will say I don't know if you've ever um, you've ever brought up. To I don't know if you've ever brought up what your uh, podcasting office is, but it is immaculate vibes right now. Yeah, me? Yeah, it's great vibes car. for a Mets podcast. <laughs> I am. Uh, I am in the curbside parking happened to be right outside my apartment. Um, yeah. Um, but you guys are not that kind of sickos that I'd be worried about, uh, stalkers. Um, for, for the uninitiated, we have had, uh, sickos guests before we've had both, uh, commish and Brooke here on the show. Um, but you, you do it a whole different, uh, thing with the, yeah, the so I'm, I'm part of the main group as well, but what I, I help run the, uh, as well, the auto racing arm with a couple others, and then I run the hockey arm as well with uh, with a couple others, and it it runs through the same principle. It's just we're going to find the more niche 
uh, parts of it because every Sunday uh, our our feed, our main feed was just all F1 content and we're theoretically a football channel. So when, when NFL was on at the same time, it was, it was a little bit difficult to find space for both of them. And we figured we have people who are going to be interested in not just our F1 content, but also the fact that we found an IndyCar driver named Stingray Rob, who we ride hard for because his name is Stingray Rob. Um, and just little stuff like that. Also, Okay, I'm all in on Stingray he, Rob. At the Indy 500 this <laughs> year, there was there was an there was how Indy 500 qualifying works, and this is sort of what explains our whole deal. Is you take the top ten from qualifying, and they do a super qualifying like a Q3 for pole. The middle bunch qualify for the race, and the last four have a shootout, and the bottom one doesn't qualify for the race. And Stingray Rob was in that. He's a rookie. And he was against three people all from the same team. One of those being the son of the owner of the team. So we were watching that like a hawk more than the top qualifying. Because we we're like, is Stingray Rob going to defeat the odds and beat the the teammates who are going to team up against them? And he ended up qualifying. And the son of the owner was the one who didn't qualify. Oh my god. That's amazing. Yeah. Stingray Rob. Absolutely, man of the people. So, if you're the type of person who follows right, F1 so for, for the yeah. nitty gritty stuff like that, or you heard the name Stingray Rob and laughed, we're at Too Fast Two Sickos. <laughs> too Fast Two Sickos. Is it? Is it number two with the letter two? The uh, the, the letter two. Is it with See, the letter I two? I gave you the benefit of the doubt and thought you meant the letters T W O. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I I I was thinking of the letters T O O, um, but I definitely meant the number too when I said it out loud. Yeah, I I think you were also uh, possibly um, misled that this was a Mets podcast, um, much in the same way that uh, Sickos is uh, college football in name and uh, certainly more. I, I should not. Uh, put us in the same boat at all um aside from not doing entirely i, I think what you guys op- operate the same sort of peripheral sports space as us where where we're like mm. we we have a we have oh, a yeah. wide reach we're, we're even though we have a not, we have a yeah we have yeah. something we focus on by name but also we have a pretty wide reach and I, you guys do that as well for example earlier today we were yeah. watching the Faroe um, island champions league qualifiers it, it was on and it was fun Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I was I was in the Sicko's Discord uh posting about Sunderland's uh preseason tour of North America, which so far has included um San Antonio FC where Sunderland's players got to pose with uh whatever that mascot is, the wacky coyote whose name I forget that the Spurs have. And tonight they were playing uh New Mexico FC. Um so exciting stuff there. Always uh Everything that that is sports is good. Sports is I mean, all football is good. Football is what the sicko say, and uh, yeah, we enjoy we enjoy it all. It's uh, this is good football too. The F one and good baseball, and that's our show. I think is that our show? That's our show. That's our show. All right, that's it. All right, I'm gonna hit the stop button. See, you. love you. Bye.